0: From the Summerton Community Kailal of Summerton, Philadelphia, and we continue with Derech Hashem over here. A beautiful, lovely Thursday morning. Beautiful morning to continue with Derech Hashem. And we're up to a big paragraph. A big paragraph, both in terms of the lines that it occupies in the Sefer, and in terms of the ideas that are going to be discussed this morning. We're up to Dalad in Per Gimel in Chayl Gal. So that's Aleph Gimel Dalad, Agad. Aleph Gimel Dalad. And continuing directly off what we had yesterday in Alf Gimel. Gimmel, we saw that there's two stages of life, two stages of existence, and those two stages okay, can be known as stage one and stage two. Right? And, and what is uh, to continue that theme and thought? What's <coughs> stage one and stage two? Arthur Arthur was beginning to answer this. Spiritual and material. Good, okay, good, and let's take that even further. Arthur's saying physical, material, and spiritual. And taking that even further, stage one is the stage of avoidance, work, schvitzing, labor, effort, toil. Stage one is the is, is, uh, stage of work <laughs> stage. Stage two is retirement, right? Stage two is retirement. But we'll final, see. Final stage. That's right. But we'll see that. Um, as some of us are already in stage two over here, right? We'll see that uh, stage two. It can't it, to really to call it retirement is not really correct. We'll see that later in the safer. But stage two is enjoying everything that you worked for in stage one. So stage one is working hard for stage two, and stage two is benefiting from all that work, enjoying all that work, enjoying everything that we. Did in creating ourselves. We're not building Adam Haba. We're not certainly not earning adam Haba. We're not building them Haba. We're building ourselves. And that is our Haba. So we continue exactly <coughs> where we left off, and we see Dalit. And we saw yes, they also have stage one, stage two are not symmetrical. Stage one is given a, a cap, it's given an endpoint, it has a ceiling, and that's part of Hashem's chesed. That we don't work until we don't say, okay, you know, you guys are gonna work until you're ready to move on out. You know? So we're already to open the corral, send you guys out to pasture. Hashem puts a, a, a definitive capped, limited, endpoint to stage one, and then we move on to stage two. And Stage two is forever. And that's also an expression of Hashem's Midas HaToy, Hashem's goodness, and Hashem's givingness, because Hashem wants to give in the best way possible. Hashem wants to give according to perfection. Hashem wants to give according to who He is. This is a I don't know if we spoke this K'nei chat yesterday, let's speak it out today. You know, the Ramchal tells us that stage two, where we enjoy that relationship, we enjoy the reward, we enjoy what we worked for, what we created, that lasts forever, and that's an expression of Hashem's um, miras Hashem's goodness, Hashem's perfection. Why is it an expression of Hashem's perfection? Because again, Hashem's perfect, Hashem wants to give a coin to perfection. Part of Hashem's perfection is Hashem's infinitude, the fact that Hashem is infinite. Hashem... Lasts forever, Hashem always was and always will be. So perfection wants to give according to perfection, and the infinite wants to give according to infiniti- infinitude. Therefore, the reward that Hashem gives, the opportunity that Hashem bestows upon us, to be close with Him, to Him, and to be one with Him, and to enjoy, reap those benefits of, of, of bonding with Him, that is according to Hashem's infinitude, and therefore it is forever, which is a very long time. Eternity, which is a very long time. That's why the reward is set as lasting forever, which is determined by Hashem's Midas HaTov, because Hashem wants to give him the best way possible. Now we move on to Dalit. Ve'ulam. is a manov As we have different stages, kach roi is chalif Matzavi V'shar Mikrov. It is appropriate and befitting that commensurate to these different stages, stage one, to stage two, the stage of work, and the stage of benefit, that the dynamics and the functioning of these two stages should be very different one from the other. Two different types of existences. One existence in stage one, and another existence altogether in stage two. Let's see. Very big idea that he's about to present to us. While we are in stage one, where we have to put an effort to creating ourselves to be people that can be one with Hashem and be like Hashem. During the time of effort, he man has to be in one type of existence, with one type of nature, in one type of setup. That a man can have provided to him and and... Presented to him and available to him, all the the um, opportunities that are necessary for this stylus. Okay, so stage one necessitates having access and availability to everything that I need for stage one. Pirish, so it goes with that saying that in stage one, one, one stage one existence which is there for me to. Use my Bechira to make myself an independent, self-contained source of perfection like Hashem. It goes with that saying that that necessitates as well, as we mentioned, that ongoing struggle and battle between the intellect and the physical aspect of myself. The Seichel and the Chaimr, the Neshama and the guf. And that also necessitates that what? in this existence that we have over here in this world, in stage one, there has to be equal opportunities for both possibilities, equal opportunities for both options, and equal opportunities for both choices. So there can't be anything that artificially prevents the physical, material, corporeal part of me from having full control over me and, and, and leading me the way it wants to lead me. In other words, what the Ramchal is saying is that for Bechir to work, and for this world to work, and for there to be a struggle to provide me with that proving ground and that opportunity to make myself self-perfected, there has to be a meaningful choice. The meaningful choice requires a ability, an ability for me to allow all of my physicality to drag me down. There can't be anything artificially getting in the way, preventing my physicality from totally, 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 at any given point in my life, totally dragged me down. And, conversely, There can't be anything that artificially gets in the way of the neshama, the intellect, the seichel, Clear understanding of life, and clear understanding of what's really valuable in life, from that doing what it needs to do, and influencing me the way it needs to influence me, and lead me and guide me the way that it wants to lead and guide me. There can't be anything getting in the way on either end of the guf or the neshama, the seichel, or the choimer, (coughs) the godly part of me and the anti-godly part of me. There can't be anything in the way. Each part of me has to be able to equally be involved and equally be a spokesperson. Now note, the Ramchal is not saying that each side has to be able to has to actually affect me But each side has to have the equal ability to affect me, equal ability to influence me and equal ability to lead me and guide me and schlep me the neshama can schlep me all the way up and the guf has to be able to schlep me all the way down there can't be anything that gets in the way that prevents either one of these two um guidance systems from doing what they need to do and again on the other on the uh, on the flip side of all this there can't be anything which gives the material physical part of me an artificial booster an art an, an, an unfair advantage they can't give me anything that gives my intelligence, my intellect, my seichel, my neshama, an artificial advantage. An unfair, I'm sorry, an unfair advantage and a booster shot. It has to be equilibrium, it has to be balanced. Neither side can be prevented from doing what it needs to do. Neither side can get an artificial booster, an unfair advantage. <sighs> Even though at first glance it would seem to be better that way. We would seem to be better off. And what? Better off if, if the neshama has an unfair advantage. Maybe that's more fair. We think that we're better off if the guf, the, 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 the physicality, is artificially suppressed and stunted. Hey, that was much better because, of course, I would do mitzvahs all day long. And I learned Torah all day long. And I would do nice things all day long. And I would be a wonderful big tzaddik. At first glance, it seems that that's much better for us. But according to the real goal and objective of the world and the real intention for mankind, what we're here for, which is us acquiring, acquiring and achieving on our own, attaining on our own, perfection through our efforts, it's not good at all. Now the Ramchal is is, uh, in that one line, He's reminding us of a principle that we already established, which is the goal of this world is to achieve perfection. Perfection means to be like true perfection. True perfection is only Hashem's perfection. Hashem's perfection is self-sufficient, self-contained, and independent. Anything that's bestowed upon us, anything that's gifted to us, makes us distanced from Hashem, not close to Hashem. And therefore, even though at first glance it looks like, again, he's, he's repeating that, the, the, the age-old question, just give it to me, says the Ramchau. Look how he says it so nicely, so beautifully. According to the Kavana Amit, according to what, examine what the world's really all about, what we're here for, which is shleimus acquiring Shlemus through our efforts, that's not Toiv. It's not Toiv. Now, what does he mean when he says that's not good? Does he mean it's not good? Good this is a funny kind of word. Good is maybe subject to subjectivity. Good, bad. Toiv, we know. Doesn't just mean good. Toiv means a baruch hu. Toiv means something that's connected to the rebainus shalayim. Toiv means objective good. Objective good is vayer likim ki toiv. Is Hashem is kulay toiv. Hashem is a mitiv. So whenever we find toiv? Toiv in general, in, in Tanach, in Chazal, and in swarm like the Ramchal, when we find a concept called toiv, a kodesh baruch gives us hachayim vahtoyi vaamoves vahara. Toiv means connectivity to Hashem. Toiv means objective good, not subjective good. And it looks like maybe, that's what the is saying, there's a havamina that maybe there's more toiv when Hashem perfects me, but in reality there's less toiv because even though I can't fail, I can't stumble, I can't sin, on the other hand, that actually distances me Quite a distance, quite a lot from the Rebun Yushalayim in that I'm dependent on someone else. Now, is all about independence. Hashem is independently perfect, independently complete. Hashem has to give me the opportunity, the ability to do that. Good. Okay, so this is stage one. The Ramchal just gave us a very nice treatment of stage one of existence, what that has to look like. And stage one of existence. all about. Equal opportunities at all times, not just from outside of me, from without. Places to go, things to see, things to do that are good and bad towards Hashem and away from Hashem. There are saying more than that. From within, from within me, myself, all stages of life, I have to have equal pulls to Tzad ta' and Tzad Equal interests and equal um, abilities to go this way or to go that way. Everything from within. The starting point is from within. My neshama and my gof, my sechel and my chimer, my intellect and my instinct. My instincts, my physical instincts, are always equally empowered to take me either way, and neither has an advantage over the other, and and, uh, neither is being suppressed one before the other. Now he's going to go on to characterize stage two, but before that, before that, the Ramchal is talking about, and if we look at this carefully, we see how he's presenting it to us. He's talking about um, how we are made and how Hakadosh Baruch Hu designs the brio. From that point on, it's up to us really to, to go against the grain, to do the opposite. And if you think about it, we're just connecting a lot of the ideas that we've seen the Ramchal um, altogether when we say the following. I have to be created and I have to be at all times in life, you know, equally presented with equal opportunities and I have equal forces at battle within me. But the point is to take those forces and for me to 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 make one stronger and one weaker. That's what I have to do. The forces that I'm naturally cle- naturally created with are always equally balanced and equally poised one against the other. In terms of what my seichel wants to do and what my goof wants to do. My Nishama and my my, my my body. My job is to take one of them and make them stronger, and that's, you know, the ideal is to take the neshama and make it stronger. To take the seichel, hazach, take my pure intellect that understands life and understands what the right thing to do is. To make that the stronger of the two and to keep reinforcing it and strengthening it and allowing that to be the one that's in control. To the degree that it is stronger, and it does have an advantage over the guf. That's what we want, but that's what I did. I, on my own, independent of anything outside of me, I made my nesachal stronger. I made my neshama the, the, the uh, superior of the two to which, when I'm faced in, with, 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 with new situations and, and, and new challenges, I, I have given my seichal an advantage. And that is, in fact, the goal to get to that point where the seichel does have an advantage, the seichel is superior, the seichel is stronger, but only because I did it myself. Okay? It can't be done for me. And if um, it's done for me, that defeats the purpose of creation. And what the Ramchal is describing over here is that life has to be set up in such a way that all things being equal, when I'm not involved, when I'm not getting involved, and I'm not doing anything on my own, the, the situation has to be balanced, and has to be maintaining um, this equilibrium everywhere. Now let's see we wrap up this paragraph and move to stage two, and there's gonna be something very, very significant over here that we're gonna we're gonna see at the end of this paragraph. When we're in stage two, and it's time to enjoy the benefits of everything that we worked for, it's time to get ready to appreciate that closeness, that oneness with Akash Baruch, Hu, that we created in this world. It has to be a situation, an environment, and a setup which is the exact opposite of this world. Stage two is a different type of existence. Stage two works differently, functions differently, and, 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 and looks different. What does that mean? When we're in stage two, and that's what we call Olam Haba, the world to come, where we enjoy that relationship, we enjoy everything that we worked hard for, if the physicality would have any degree of control in the next world, if my body would be able to be a man to amar, if my material self, my guv, would be able to influence me, <laughs> it would only get in the way, it would cloud me, it would darken me, and it would prevent the neshama from having to with Hashem. It would get in the way of the neshama, if the body would be able to have control. In Eilam Haba, the most appropriate way of Eilam Haba functioning and working in order for me to enjoy everything that I worked for to the highest degree possible, to the max, is that Eilam habba is to be set up in such a way that the only thing that's in control and the only device that can lead me and guide me is my Neshama. The Neshama is in control in Eilam Haba. And only the neshama has exclusive control. The body, the Gov, the material part of me, is dragged along, and is is uh, directed and determined and controlled entirely by the neshama. To the degree that it can't get in the way of the neshama at all. Okay, so what he's saying is that the existence of the Mahabah is a radically fundamentally different type of existence than the exists in this world. The only thing that's in charge in the world to come is the Neshama. And the body is entirely subordinate to the Neshama, entirely, but the Neshama, and entirely direct and determined, pulled, controlled, schlepped by the Neshama. Therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu saw fit to create two different worlds, two different existences, two different types of existence altogether. This world and the world to come. This world, with its place, its environment, its rules, its laws, its properties. What's necessary for man during the time of his efforts and labors. And the world to come. It has its properties, its laws, and its... its um, set up and its nature according to what is appropriate and befitting for man when he is receiving his reward in stage two. Period. End of paragraph. So the Ramchal just ended off with a whopper of an idea over here, and he presented to us, really in very succinct terms, why it's necessary to have Olam Hazan, Olam Haba, and what it means to have Olam Hazan, Olam Haba. And if we try to analyze this a little bit now, and try to crunch this carefully, and if we do so, we should walk away with a number of things this morning. One of them, an the, answer to a question that has been floating around here for the last couple of weeks, which is, if Ilam Haba is all about, if Eilam Hazar rather, is all about creating my Ilam Haba, and creating my Ilam Haba really means creating myself. Creating myself means making me myself more and more like Hashem. We've spoken about how mitzvahs have to engender that. And a mitzvah has to be me making myself independently like Hashem, independently shalim, independently at one with Hashem, which means there has to be a relationship in the mitzvah. I'm doing it because this makes me like Hashem, because it's what Hashem asked me to do, because I want a relationship with Hashem. So we asked a question a couple weeks ago, which is, why is my elam HaBot not already right now in Ilam HaZeh? If Elem HaZeh is me actively making myself someone who's going to be a Ben Ilam HaBot, making me, my, myself someone who is going... Who's right now like Hashem, so why am I not enjoying that benefit right now? That's a question that's been kicking around. Why do I have to wait for the Haba? What's the difference? It's something that Hashem just like presses a button and now, you know, all the Elam Haba excitement starts. Why is it not happening right now? Like in Lambdas, it's, it's a little funny. We ask this question, right? And As the further we go into the Sefer, the further we appreciate why this question is a troubling and bothersome question. Getting to the Haba is not about earning, it's about making it and making myself someone who is in sync with HaKadosh Baruch How come I'm not enjoying that right now? So putting that question again on the side burner, returning to the last few lines that we saw over here, the Ramchal is telling us there will be two different existences in Gan. It has to be the existence of Alam HaZeh and the existence of Alam HaBa. And Eilam um, HaBa is not recreating Eilam HaZeh, it's a new creation, a new environment, a new system. The Ramchah is very clear about that. They have two different environments, two different worlds, two different systems, two different sets of rules, and two different laws that govern those two different systems. Lagamri. The critical difference that he's showing us is that in Ayla HaZeh, the body has influence. The guf is a man to amar. In Eilem HaBa, the body is not a man to amar. Let's develop that and see what comes out, what emerges. So first of all, right off the bat, it's very clear in the Ramcha Rabbi Sayyid. if we would ask a question, the world to come, where we enjoy this relationship with God, the world to come, where we benefit from oneness, closeness, consonance, and the or of Akarish Baruch the Netzach uh, Netzachim for eternity, the Ziv Hashchina, Olam Haba, where we're going to have that forever, and there's nothing as Gashmak as that, is there any physicality in the Haba? Do we have a body? Do we have a physical existence in the El- Haba? Or is it just spiritual with the neshama and joined closest with Hashem? Sir Khal told us very clearly that we have a body. We have a physical existence. There is a physical existence in the Haba. He just said it, right? We have a body. We have physicality. But not this body, not the body that, that looks like this one, that works the way this one works, but we certainly do have a body. We have, do have a physical existence in the Haba. And there's no two ways about it. They're very clear in the, Ram, in the Ramchal. The Rambam says not like that. Well-known Rambam. The Olam Haba is only spiritual. Is only about the Neshama. No physicality. The Ramchal is not going with the Rambam. And it happens to be, in terms of these Yonam, the, Ramb, the Rambam is actually more of a Das Yochid in this. Everyone knows this Rambam. Everyone quotes this Rambam. In Eish, this Rambam is thrown out quite a lot, I believe. The Rambam is a Das Yochid. It's the Rambam, it's just the Rambam, has to be learned up, understood. But Lamaisa, the Ram Chaz is Beferish, not like he just said, not like that. There's Chazals that are problematic also with this Ram Chazals that seem to say that you're going to have a Guf and Elam Haba, Gomorrah's in Sanhedrin, about uh, you know, take two people and stack them up one on the other. You need the guy with the the, the, diminutive reach, the fruits that are too high up, right? That's the Gomorrah's analogy to the Guf and the Rishamah, they're both responsible seems that they're both destined for the HaBo. Um, is what the Ramchal just told us, that there is a body in the HaBo, but it's a different kind of body, a different type of guf. Now, we would ask a basic question over here. Um, and, and that's a different way of asking the initial question that we asked, which is, the, the initial question was, if... Earning Ilam Haba means making myself godly in Alam Hazer. And every mitzvah, when I do it the right way, I'm making myself more one of Hashem. So how come I shouldn't, where's my Ilam Haba right now? Another question is, why does Hashem have to make a whole new world, Ilam Haba? New existence, a new world, a new creation. Give it to me right now. If, even if for whatever reason, I can't perceive it and sense it and enjoy it yet. I have to wait for Ilam Haba. So whatever I'm ready for Alam Haba, again, give it to me right now. Give it to me right now. So the verse like this, the Ramchal made it very clear, two different worlds, two different existences, two different setups, two different rules, laws governing them, two different systems, and the critical difference is what the Ramchal spoke at, which is this world, for this world to work, for this world to function, for this world to be meaningful, for the whole system to work, I need to have a situation, a setup in which I have Bechira. To have Bechira, I have to have equal opportunities at every juncture. Equal opportunities for what? For going up or for going down, following the seichel or following the guf, following the the chaim or following the neshama or following the guf. To have equal opportunities, the Ramchal said, quite clearly in the first half of the paragraph, there can't be any advantage that anyone has over the other. The neshama has to have the ability to do its thing, to lead me and guide me, the goof has to have the ability to lead me and guide me. The goof has to have that ability. It means the goof has to be able to be a man to Omar. The goof has to be able to entice me and intrigue me, and 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 um, allure me with all the goods of the goof. It has to be able to do that. Does it have to do that? No. It has to be able to do that. What's actually going to happen? What's it going to do? That's up to me. That's my bechira. But the good has to be able to allure me, entice me, and, and uh, accost me. has to be able to do that. My job is to constantly reinforce the neshama and constantly be machazik the neshama, constantly make the neshama stronger. But even as I do that over the course of 120 years, and as we said, I make my neshama stronger. I make my neshama the one that has the advantage, the one that's the leader and the guider, and the one directing me in life, and I can't do that, I'm supposed to do that. Does there ever come a point in time over my 120 years that my goof ceases ceases to be something that can entice me, that can influence me, that can allure me? No. The goof always has the ability to do that. Even as I strengthen my neshama, strengthen my seichal, and make myself a being of intellect, someone who is being pulled and determined and directed by the Yosher v'hatoiv, the guf is always a man d'omar. It may be a man that has very little influence, but it's a man d'omar. And harayah, right? With Chazal tell us all over the place, things like al Taman and Ba'atzmachad, Yoy person should never let his guard down. can have people that were tzaddikim for decades and decades and decades and decades into their 70s, into their 80s, and they decided to take it easy and they crashed. Boom, thud. It can always happen. Everyone has the ability, at any point in life, to, to, to crash and thud. To crash with a thud, to, 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 to come crashing down. Because you always have Bechira. You're always still in possession of a goof that can influence you. You're always still in possession of a goof that, that wants to influence you, even if you have suppressed it. You always have such a goof. And at the moment in time that you would cease to have a goof, that this world is meaningless. Because this world is all about Avodah. And if my guf has no influence over me, and has no pull has no sway can't be a man to amar and this world is meaningless there's no bechir anymore at any point in time any person exists the biggest static has a guf that wants to do bad things has a guf that wants to sink wants to run away from hashem just he has strengthened his neshama so much that the guf you can barely hear the goof. but he has a guf that potentially can do that The biggest tzaddik in the world, his guf may not actively have any influence over him, but it has the ability to have influence. The biggest gadol ador still has such a body, still has such a guf. That's why, Rabbi Isai, we need Ilam Haba. That's why we can't move on to Ilam Haba without getting rid of Ilam Hazem, and that's why we can't proceed to stage two without getting a new guf. Because Oylem Haba is all about being at one with Hashem. And it's all about Dveikus. And it's all about being exposed to the Ziv HaShchino. And it's all about that benefit that comes from being as close as humanly possible, as bottle, as negated as I can get to HaKosh Baruch Hu, as much as I can, even though it's something that's outside of Hashem. If there would be anything in the way, then there's a problem with that negation. If there's any conflict between me and Hashem, there's a conflict for eternity in the dveikos. If there's any opposition, anything that, re- that repels me from Hashem, anything that makes me dissonant from Hashem, then that's going to be there for eternity, and that's going to get in the way of my ability to be at one with Hashem and enjoy Hashem's benef- beneficence. A body which has the ability to be not like Hashem is a steira to Hashem a body which has the ability to have influence over me, which has the ability to pull me away from Hashem, that in itself is a steer to Hashem. The fact that I have the capability of doing that, the fact that I have the ability to do that, the fact that I have a goof, which if I let my guard down, that goof would start shrine and start pulling me away from the Reboishim, down to the gutters, down to the sewers, the fact that I'm merely, even in just possession of such a goof, that in itself is a steer to The fact that I have the ability. That's why, A, we have to have... a a new existence in Eilam with a new system, with new rules, with a new guf, a guf that does not have that ability, a guf that cannot be a man da'amar, a guf that's only there to be subordinate to the shama and that's why, as much as I make myself godly in this world, I, I can never receive Ilam Habba in this world, because there's a stira, for my 120 years, a stira between me and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that stira is the guf. Is that, well, that stira is the guf. The guf itself is the grass to a stira, the biggest obstacle, the fact that I have a gulf which is capable of not being like Hashem, capable of dragging me down. So how can you have dvekas with Hashem when your possession of this of this shell, this husk, this 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 vehicle, which can totally be not like Hashem, that's a steer to Hashem. That's why there's no Ilam habo right now. As much as I perfect myself, I, as we mentioned a few weeks ago, I get a taste of it, but it's not raining down me, even though I'm Mamesh myself like the Ibrahim like the And that's why we need to destroy this goof and get a new goof. And the, the critical difference between the goof in stage one and the goof in stage two is the goof in stage one is the goof that's capable of being not like Hashem and can schlep the Nashama away from Hashem. The goof in stage two is capable of only one thing. And one thing only, it's capable of only being the caboose on the train. It's capable only of being... Pulled by the neshama, directed by the neshama, can't do anything else. Whereas in this world, you have a long train with two locomotives on either end. That's really what it is. A locomotive that can pull this way, a locomotive that can pull that way. Neshama on one end, the goof on the other end. In Eilam Haba, it's a new guf, it's a, it's, it's a different guf, a goof that can only be a caboose. And that's why after 120, every button has to expire, has to die. And we take the guf and we bury it on the ground. We let it decay. In Eilam Haba, we got a new guf, a different guf. A gov that is only capable of being subordinate to the neshama. Okay. Um, Take questions now, but that's that's a lot to digest, Rabbi Yisai. This answers a lot of questions, puts a lot of things together, hopefully in a clear way. Mm -hmm. Everyone should be well. Tomorrow morning we're not going to have Derech Hashem. Uh, We will get together. I'm not going to be here tomorrow morning, but uh, we'll still have a 9.15 class. Thank you for joining. Yeah.